The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to More Than Amused Podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and others on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to More Than Amuse. I'm Sadie. And I'm Stani. And it is episode 100. Can you believe it? <laughs> 100 episodes. That's I was crazy. actually like thinking on my drive home from work. I was like, I don't believe that we've been doing this for this long. Like it doesn't I feel know. like it's been almost two years, yeah. but it but it has been somehow. Almost two years, 100 episodes, plus more because this isn't even counting our bonus episodes. So that's like... Oh, true. We have 100 official episodes yes. now, finally. I, I can't believe it, but I'm so proud of us. Look at us Look at us go. I know. It's exciting. Plus, we've gotten to talk mm-hmm. about like so many people and topics. It's just I been know. enjoyable. I've realized that it's getting to the point. Like, I feel like when we first started out, I knew everything about all the women that we talked about. But now I was going through our full episode list today and I was like, I almost feel like I have to go back and listen to the episodes <laughs> so that I can like remember everything about these women because now we've like learned about so many that I'm like, wait, I don't actually remember as much I as I hope that I would. You know what I mean? It's hard. Details start to get lost. You're mm-hmm. like, wait a second. What do I need to remember about them? Yeah, exactly. Well, we have a fun little casual episode today Mm -hmm. not necessarily talking about our usual long lost woman artist but we'll do some updates on some women we've covered in the past and talk about just well we'll still talk about women that inspire us and and all of that of course especially like if you're a recent listener and you're kind of trying to figure out what episodes you should go back and check out this is basically like our favorites that we'll be talking about the ones that have made a really big difference for us and so obviously mm-hmm. they're the ones that we would recommend yes absolutely to. we did the instagram q a this week and mm-hmm. someone asked us what our favorite episode was so stani what what is your favorite episodes that we've done so far Ugh. So I feel like I had to divvy it up into categories even when mm-hmm. we were answering because to do like one episode completely is just like so so hard hard because yeah like part of me is always gonna love like those first episodes we did in the beginning just because like you know they were our first ideas it's what we really wanted to talk about at the beginning but as far as like topics go I think the one where we talked about mental health weaponized women we got Mm -hmm. to compare like Britney Spears and Camille Claudel who we had both covered in past episodes and then like talk about insane asylums for women like in the early years of history and it was just crazy like I still think about it sometimes and I'm like oh like that is just insane to me yeah what I loved so much about that episode it was almost like a whole I don't know like world was opened up Mm -hmm. like I just had no idea that kind of stuff was happening yes you know I didn't know that was a part of history and to 
open that door, I guess, it was like, oh my gosh, there's just like another way of just another injustice in the world. Also, Maybe. we recommended a book on that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to bring they that could not up. Silence. I don't know if you end, ended up getting it. I only ended up reading half of it. I got it as an ebook and I realized that I don't read ebooks. I need a physical copy. <laughs> but it's such a good book. Like it's yes. so good. I own the ebook as well and I just haven't been able to get to it. I've been reading another book for a future episode as well as like our monthly mm-hmm. book. And so I've just had like too many books. <laughs> yeah, too many going books. On. But just the fact that like what's it called again? I think you said uh, it. I think it's the woman they could not silence, actually. Yes. I think whoever it's based on is the journalist who like infiltrated the mental institution and like really uncovered what was happening and that whole thing. And oh my gosh, just the strength that that would take. Like it was Elizabeth Packard. That's who she was. So she went in and Mm -hmm. like figured out exactly what was happening for like these women that were in insane asylums and everything else. And like did so much to change. Yes. How, yeah, like what happened? Also, I just saw it on Amazon. This one is $11 on Amazon for paperback. So that's nice. And it's like a really, I I feel like it's going to be a harrowing read. But a very eye-opening yeah. one because the research alone was like shocking. Mm-hmm. I read a couple chapters of it and it's a good read. Like oh, good. it hooks you in. It's not like a dry nonfiction type, you know, like it's yeah. it's a very, very good book. That's awesome. So would recommend. So yeah, it. I'd say that's probably my favorite topic. A close second though would be mm-hmm. Whitman's Rage. I just feel like that one was also really eye-opening. Oh, I forgot about that episode. I loved that episode. (laughs) And we recommended a lot of books for that one, too. I actually Mm -hmm. bought some, but once again, have not been able to make it to it. Haven't gotten to it yet. I cannot read more than two books at once, and even that is a stretch. (laughs) Yes, same. (laughs) But just, like, talking about everything from, like, we had kind of touched on it, how just, like, teen girls don't have an outlet for their rage. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I've noticed that more and more, like now that I'm aware of it, the more that I realize how much like women aren't allowed to like own up to their anger, like have an outlet for it in any way. And like men who are able to be like unabashedly angry because mm-hmm. that's like the one emotion that men are allowed to have, which isn't True. good for either of us, obviously. No, too. like it hurts both sexes. Absolutely. Yes. But just to like kind of open my eyes to that fact and like how women's rage can actually be so powerful and so like inspiring Mm -hmm. and then that like anger within you, as long as it's not bitter, can like motivate you to do more. You know, like there's just something so beautiful about that. I agree. I think my favorite episode that I feel like is not appreciated as much as it should be is the one that we did on romance novels. Mm -hmm. And that opened up my eyes because like I was totally, you know, the person who's like "Mm, romance novels, whatever. (laughs) But Like, I thought I was so much better than them, which is so annoying. But I don't know. It was, like, good to get kind of called out on, like, oh, you're just belittling things that are created for women. And then Mm -hmm. we learned about some of, like, the most successful romance novelists and just talked about what that industry was. And obviously, it's mostly catered to women. And it made me just appreciate the whole concept and, like, genre of it so much more. I remember also we talked about, too, like, why is Nicholas Sparks like considered an esteemed author but like all these other women who are romance novelists like they're not as much Mm -hmm. so it's like hmm where's where's that disconnect coming from I agree that one was so fun too like it was just a fun episode so fun yes yeah I remember doing research for it and I was just like this is amazing like I had the (laughs) most fun I think researching for that episode I agree that one was so fun 
not to like pat ourselves on the back or maybe maybe to do that but I'm like wow we've got some great episodes in our catalog (laughs) we really do we've got some really good ones do you have Uh another favorite topic that's a close second for you the truth is I always love when we do pop like pop culture things yeah um we did one about like is it unbearable to be a pop artist um yeah like I went through our episodes today I was like oh my gosh I forgot about that episode and I I loved it so that one was really fun and I always love when we just like talk about sour and like Taylor Swift also like even when we just talked about my own EP obviously like love talking about Kate Bush that was also fun I love doing research for Kate Bush that's like already skipping ahead that's like a person I've covered but yeah but she was fun I loved that one too like I didn't Mm -hmm. I feel like it's easier to get more attached to the people that we research personally because you get like so invested in them but sometimes like I'll be so surprised by like how attached I get to people that you talk about yeah uh and Kate Bush was one of those where I was just like she's fascinating and like everything you said about her I think you can even hear me in the episode I'm just like what what yeah (laughs) she's just an incredible woman and an amazing artist and yeah Yeah. like I'm very obsessed with Kate Bush now (laughs) Yeah, she really is just all around incredible. Um, also, Ooh. I love doing the nine to five like episode as well. I Sorry. just saw that one. No, you're Anyways, good. what were you gonna say? I was just gonna mention I learned a really cool fact about Kate Bush actually. Mm. On the set of Stranger Things, it was actually Winona Ryder. Every time they would start, like they were in filming or behind scenes or whatever, she was always wearing a Kate Bush T-shirt. Like she's mm. a major fan. And so she kind of planted the seed in the Duffer Brothers brain of like using a Kate Bush song. So it was actually like because of Winona's writer's like main fandom of Kate Bush that she ended up in Stranger Things as like such a major part of season two. That's amazing. I know. So I was like, wow, a woman artist like helping another woman artist be recognized. Like that's exactly what we love. (laughs) That is like literally everything we believe in. So yes. Oh, I, I love that. That's so cool. But back to your other thought. The 9 to 5 was also like a major. It feels oh. recent, so it's hard to be like, oh, it's my all-time favorite. But like that one was also just like so fun to research too. Well, and I just loved watching that movie 9 to yes. 5. And then I was like, how the heck have I like never had, had I, I not know. seen that until now. So I And the that. documentary on it was so enlightening. Yeah. There's actually a book being written about it. Um, oh, It's cool. not released yet have it on our amazon list oh here it is working nine to five a woman's movement a labor union and the iconic movie september 6th 2022 so it'll be out next month so you can pre-order but it's not even out yet and i think it's you know just the summing up basically everything Mm -hmm. you know the movie and the labor union and the documentary that we talked about as well so just really cool also i always love what we do for Halloween. Here's my all-time favorite episode is I think the fifth episode we ever did because this is when we were first starting out and we were like, huh, how do we find topics to do this? And what did we do? We did the forgotten female horror writers of the 19th century. That's that episode. Or actually that was episode six, excuse Mm -hmm. me. But like I remember at the beginning when we were trying to figure out what we would do for Halloween, we were like, how will we possibly find a way (laughs) to tie in like, you know, know, like horror and women in the arts. And then we like 
open that box and that's when I think when we did that episode and like I learned everything for it I was just like oh my gosh there is just like so much here Mm -hmm. you know what I mean that it almost like fueled the fire for like why we should do this podcast even more I completely agree because it was like how did we miss this you know like yeah we started Uh a podcast about women in arts we're supposed to know about the stuff that's being missed and then it was like no we have no idea and that was and then the following Halloween then we didn't have enough like weeks in October (laughs) to cover everything that we could so I will say October is still one of the hardest months to narrow down our topics for because ever since that like every single we did a full month of October themed episodes the next year we had Um, so much and yeah we have so much I have a whole category on our Google Docs of just October episodes and it builds (laughs) because it's literally like so fun to tie so fun no I, I love it and any favorite people that you remember? Oh, so many. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I feel like so almost like sad being like, <laughs> I but I can't like, I love all of them. I really do. I will always have a soft spot for Artemisia Gentowski just because she's of the course. one who really opened my eyes to the mm-hmm. whole problem. So of course, I think that goes without saying that she's a favorite. Yeah. But one that really surprised me was Hilma off Clint. I kind of went into the research, like not really knowing much about her. I think I had seen some of her artwork. I didn't really like think about it very much because if you don't Mm -hmm. really know what's behind it, then I don't really think you think about it that much. I just knew she was a famous abstract artist. But learning about her and like how all of her painting was intuitive and she did it in like one sitting and they're like freaking huge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're they're ginormous paintings. And then she like kept them secret for so long and just so much about her. It was just incredible like everything Mm -hmm. about her just amazed me and was just fascinating and I literally like own her art now like it's going in my kitchen so yeah I love that she was by far like a very top favorite for me that's how I felt about Tamara Delimpica where I literally picked her just because I saw her painting and I was like, that looks cool. All right. And then just like the more I learned about her and the more I saw of her art, the the more I was just like, this is incredible. Like, I love this person. Also, you kind of talked about how like when I did Kate Bush, you maybe attached to it more because like usually we're more attached to the artists that we (laughs) share on. But I think my version of that, like for who you've talked about is definitely Josephine Baker. Because you talked about Josephine Baker. And then more recently, when you talked about Beatrice Wood, Mm -hmm. that's another one that I was like, just like both of those women I attached to, even though that wasn't my artist that I presented on. No, I completely get that. She was just, oh my gosh, such fascinating Mm -hmm. people. It's so fun to learn about them. Well, do we have any updates on the episodes or the people we've covered in the episodes that you wanted to mention so many i'm sure one sad note margaret Keane, who we did an episode on she did Mm -hmm. pass away she was alive when we did the episode but she died on june 26 2022 so pretty recently and she was 94 at the time when she passed but I remember seeing all the posts about her dying and a little part of me was just super sad because even though we talk yeah. about a lot of dead people, <laughs> you know, like we yeah. have a few people that are still alive and it's always a little bittersweet to see them no, pass absolutely. away. I guess on a happier note, t- Tamara Lempica. I don't remember if I mentioned that there was a musical called Lempica that I think it like it first premiered in 2018, but it had a sh- showing in LA, this oh, whole wow. musical based on 
her i like just you know looked up her name again and it yeah it played in la in 2022 i wanted to read this little quote i think from the director where she said i've had conversations with people who didn't know who she was saw the show and then did their own deep dive into her beautiful body of work my biggest hope is for the show is that tamara is honored and known and revered not only as the artist she was but also as the woman she was because she has deserved that for so long and it makes me so happy to hear that people are now wanting to know more about her and i read a quote too of like the woman who wrote the music and she talked about how like she just like saw her the artwork and it was just like I immediately just like heard music and mm. and so then they got to work so there's a whole musical now called Lempika okay. I have no idea where it's gonna be playing again but I know I'm like I want to see it <laughs> I know I was gonna look up the music before I left work but I was mm-hmm. at work and my boss was there with me all day so I didn't feel <laughs> like it was a good time to start playing a random musical score um but I'm gonna listen to the there's a couple songs from it that seem are available on Spotify so I thought that was cool that's so exciting there's been like quite some news on Artemisia Gentowski actually oh cool uh, apparently only about oh actually a month ago so at the beginning of July some uh-huh. Italian police ended up they intercepted this illegal auction that was going on of an Artemisia Gentowski painting that was about to be sold illegally yeah oh my so goodness they, they managed to save the painting and stop it and bring the painting back I couldn't figure out what painting it was but a lot of like art artworks and antiquities are being stolen and like illegally exported from Italy obviously uh, Italy is like a huge center for art and there's like been some art theft going on there so luckily they did not lose an Artemisia Gentowski painting Oh my gosh, that's insane. Yes. So it's a good thing that didn't get lost. Um, Another thing, I couldn't exactly find the article because there's a lot of articles about this illegal auction that took place. I think it's a very big deal in the Mm. art world, obviously. But I think it was last year, there was another painting that was believed to be done by Artemisia Gentowski's father. Not him, but one of his students. So they believed mm. that the painting was done by this other male student of his. And it actually was done by her. So they finally were able to get enough. Like I don't know how proof? they figure it out. Like, yeah, like look at it close enough and compare it to her <laughs> other stuff. Like mm, definitely her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, David and Goliath that she painted in the 1630s. And it was attributed to a man previously. And now we know it's hers. So Well, love that. Yes. And it finally was exhibited along her other work. And they finally gave her credit for it. <laughs> so, oh, love that. <laughs> that's always good news, right? Uh-huh. So so Eartha Kitt, who was another, like, she's one of the first artists I ever covered. And then, yeah, like, was one of those people that I was like, ah, let's mm-hmm. do her. And then the more I learned about her, the more I was like, I'm completely obsessed. But I think I mentioned when we did the episode that the biopic or there was going to be a biopic. But now there's like a tentative set date for the mid-2023. Apparently they announced the actress who was going to be playing the younger version of her. So that just means, I guess, because I I remember reading or finding an article that was pretty much saying that like they've been trying to get this biopic to happen for like 10 years. Like it's been in the works forever. And so now it's like, oh, now there's like kind of a tentative release day for next year. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. 
I looked up Afra Bain, who are Ben. Ugh, I got to figure out how to say that. Yeah. But there's a monument in Canterbury. There's a group of people, I think, like at a university in the area that are like campaigning and raising money to have a statue erected of her in, I think, where she's from. And they were kind of hoping that that would lead to like more recognition of her work and things like that. So like that's happening with her. There was like a orchestra, the Cincinnati Chamber Orchestra. They put on a The Power of the Muse musical Ooh. event and it included music by Lily Boulanger and Clara Schumann and Yay. which are both people we've talked about. Also, it made me realize, so Mahler, I think, he had a wife who I believe was also a composer and they did his symphony that he dedicated to her, which I think is still a cool tie-in to the idea of the power of a muse theme. And I like that they did music by, you know, the women who were categorized as the muses, but then mm-hmm. also did a song that was written for his wife. But it made me, oh, I need to like learn about her and see what she did for yeah. musical composition and things like that. So Definitely. that was another like little event and another way I'm seeing that, oh, women that we've talked about are being highlighted all around the world in the united states another fun thing has just been like recognizing more people Uh, like we follow a lot of like women artist accounts on our instagram and like when people have birthdays and they get posted about Mm -hmm. it's fun to like recognize their face popping up and go oh we have an episode on them yeah Um, absolutely just hearing things referenced and then you're like oh yeah like I actually know a lot about that (laughs) like Uh, oh let me tell you what I know about that actually yes Mm -hmm. I was looking at pictures of Dolly Parton's restaurant and bar in Nashville because it's gorgeous it's called white limousine I feel like I I need to go there (laughs) I need to get there I'm now I'm like I'm in direct proximity to this so Uh close but I think in the hotel that's adjacent to that, they actually have a picture behind the front desk of Minnie Pearl. Oh, yeah, like a cool. painting of her. And I was like, oh, that's so fun. Like, I actually know who that is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, now I understand and know a lot <laughs> yeah. about her story. So that that's was cool. Fun. Oh, a major no. thing. Beyonce's new album came out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, yeah, we should mention all like the pop culture people. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo just performed with Billy Joel at Madison oh, Square Garden. Gosh, I was so jealous of everyone who was in the audience. Yeah, honestly. I've always wanted to see Billy Joel in Madison Square Garden. I grew up listening to his music. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to get concert tickets and like go and see him at least once live. And then I was like, are you kidding? Him like, and of Olivia course. Rodrigo. The two people yeah. I couldn't get tickets for together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at the same time. And like, what an intersection of like your musical interests. I know, right? Paul McCartney wrote a book and within it, he talked a lot about Doris Day. So oh, really? So kind of interesting. Oh, we did talk about Doris Day. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Doris he, Day It says cool. he I celebrated like her. her life, but. Wow. Yeah, obviously I didn't read his book, but I'm sure but? like growing up listening to a lot of her work, it's very inspiring. Yeah. That is cool. I'm sure there's more, but we've covered a lot of people. So actually, here's a fun little thing. In total, we have talked about 60 people so far. Wow. I'm very proud of that. Which is crazy if you think about the fact this is our 100th episode. And I mean, I guess some of the episodes we talked about four people, like our previous one, The Starlets. I know. I love that. We're going to take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists. We're going to do something a little fun for our artist spotlights. We're going to talk about people we've already followed, already spotlighted, uh, especially because we like reviewed previous episodes on this episode. We might as well talk mm-hmm. about some people. 
I really wanted to bring up Anna Bostrom art again. I found her on TikTok, followed her. She actually recently did this like art competition and went and painted, I think in Europe. It was like an oh, art cool. battle thing. And she ended up Ooh. winning, which is incredible Ooh. and definitely mm-hmm. like very deserving. Her work is absolutely stunning, like totally flawless, beautiful. She's the one who does a lot of the Greek goddess prints. Oh, um, yeah. But then like adds spray paint and drips and like all sorts of stuff over them. It's just beautiful. They get more and more stunning every time I see them. And I just think she's accomplishing incredible things. Oh, yeah. Mine is Morgan paint stuff. And okay, I haven't done it yet. I had every intention to. I was planning on getting some prints from her shop for my new apartment. But then the size that I would need are like a little bit more expensive. And we put so much money on our credit cards when we moved here. So I'm like, maybe Christmas present will be the paintings. But she has, first off, she most recently did Olivia Newton-John, which like, oh my goodness, Olivia Newton-John has passed away. We need to do her for an episode. Yeah, I love Olivia Newton-John. I guess there's another person that inspires me. So she recently did a painting of her and um, she has like a Dolly Parton one, which is awesome. What the ones I'm planning on getting, I think are like, they're like the art history segment of what she has. Hold on. I always Yeah, it's like the David and. Yeah, the David and like the Artemis or something yeah they're so beautiful and she has like a venus as well that i was like oh that could be a cool one and also more recently i think she i don't know if the last time i shouted her out if she had it but she has like flower prints now they're my favorite the flower collection yeah Yeah. (laughs) like there's a poppy print one that's Mm -hmm. like this this one this blue one oh yeah I love it. No, so there's just so stunning, much cool stuff. Stunning. I'm just obsessed with their style. And like, I'll show everyone who wants to see <laughs> that I love her artwork. So to shout out a musician and <laughs> turn it into a little bit of self promo. But I did do a artist spotlight for an artist that I thought was so cool for so long named Angie Petty from salt lake city area and since i like shouted her out not because i shouted her out i don't think she even knows that i shouted her out (laughs) which maybe makes it more special but i ended up writing a song with her and we ended up releasing it so she's so cool like i I, i've always thought she was the coolest artist and it's cool that now we literally just wrote and did a song together so check her out and it's such a good song it's a fun little tune yes. i love it it was fun it's and it's so also my brand first, like, yes i love that like following <laughs> drama mm-hmm. theater major i'm like that's come on that's perfect anyways so love that i found this one on tiktok as well <laughs> yeah uh lauren weintraub oh she's cool yes yes i still am obsessed with her she has a song going viral right now that's really funny it's called X Appeal, and I've had it stuck oh, in my head multiple times. Oh, I love X Appeal. Yeah, so where she's like talking about how your ex hasn't changed at all, so you're not attracted to him. It's just his X Appeal, like playing off mm-hmm. of sex appeal. It's hilarious. I just feel like she comes up with like really clever lyrics, and I'm a fan. Uh, yeah, I love that song too. Yeah, so she's still been a major favorite of mine. All right, now back to the show. 
Well, for the next segment, I guess, of this episode, we thought it could be fun just to talk a little bit about, I mean, we're going to keep it very on theme, just mm-hmm. with women who inspire us, both in our personal lives and that are, you know, famous figures. So, Stani, who do you have? Who's someone who inspires you? Maybe from the past or I don't know. Which This was hard, hard for me because yeah. I was like, I've covered all of my go-tos. I know. I answer. feel like you should go first. <laughs> uh Well, I was going to say Dolly Parton, to be oh, honest. Yeah. But here, I mean, we talked about Dolly Parton. So I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of cheating. Well, and like, she's still alive. episode on her. True. I do have to shout out another podcast that I think... Like, obviously, I always grew up loving Dolly Parton, but I listened to this podcast and I was like, it's probably my favorite podcast I've ever listened to. And it's called Dolly Parton's America. And it does just a great overview of Dolly Parton and her life. But like so much that you just so appreciate who she is and what she's done and Mm. like herself as an artist and a human being. I don't know. I just freaking love Dolly Parton. So... I don't know. Like I said, that feels almost like a lame answer, but I'm like, I've covered everyone that I, that is like my go-to person. (laughs) No, but that's like a really good one because I feel like she's definitely influenced you a lot and she's an incredibly inspiring person. Yes. Incredibly. I can't wait till I can get up to Dollywood. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. This one's hard because it feels so grand, you know? Yes. Yes. That's (laughs) what I was like, who in the world would I even do? Yeah, and it's, like, hard because you're like, oh, that's so inspiring. But at the same time, it's just a very grand thing. I realized that everyone I was thinking of was, like, a country music singer. So I was like, I guess wow. that means I've come to the right place in America. Yeah, I mean, you're in if Nashville. All of my, who's someone who inspires you? It, it was all just country music singers. Because another one I thought of that's, like, kind of like a more present day is Shania Twain. Have you Mm -hmm. seen the new documentary on Netflix about Shania Twain? No. (gasps) You need to watch it. I need to. I I got very sick with COVID last Mm -hmm. week, and that means I got very caught up on things that are on Netflix, and I would recommend it. I watched it, and it was so, so good. I think one thing for me is there's a lot of, like, graphic designers. Since you were talking about, like, country music stars, I, like, a kind of mentioned to this when I did it. But I did a project where I was able to write about 15, I think it was. Yeah. 15 female graphic designers and, like, this book and design the whole thing and everything. And I am planning on talking about more of them later. It's just been hard to not do a graphic designer every single time. But yeah, Paula Cher is one. Yeah. Uh, She's still alive. She works for Pentagram, which is like the top design agency in the world. And she was like the first female principal designer there and like the first female like partner. And I just, she's incredible. She like paints and she's just done amazing things with her design work, especially like starting her career in like the 50s and 60s when it was like Mm -hmm. ridiculously hard to be a woman. Especially in like tech, which design is considered. It's just really inspiring. And then another favorite. I have two others that I'll mention briefly. Good. And you can expect future episodes, just like a Dolly episode eventually. Absolutely. Um, Sometimes people, I just feel like they're a little too grand to do an episode on. You know what I mean? Where you're like, I can't sum up my feelings Well, that's what I'm like. How am I supposed to talk about everything that I love about Dolly Parton in a 45-minute monologue? (laughs) Like, that's really difficult. But another one that I just really love, her name's Bay Fettler. Okay. She's actually Brazilian, and I think I'm planning on talking about her later 
this year. So hopefully that ends up happening. But she was just like an art director for Harper's Bazaar and Miss, another one, and then Rolling Stone for a brief time. And then also helped with the premiere issue of Vanity Fair. So just like huge in the magazine world, especially during like the 70s and 80s. Well, I guess 60s and 70s. But she just like was this powerhouse woman and just like really like unstoppable and just did all yeah. of these incredible things and was one of the first female art directors of a major publication, which is a mm-hmm. really big deal. And yeah. it just kind of makes me wish that I had been born in the era of magazines in their highlight because it would have been Honestly. so fun. And yeah. that's the same with the other one. Saeep Pineless, I think is how you say her name. But she was Austrian born and she also was just like a major for early publications. She's a little bit earlier. So around the 50s, I think, was the major years of her career. Mm. 40s and 50s. But she did like Charm Magazine. She did some early like illustration everything work for Vogue. Like in the very, very early days of Vogue. Also, Seventeen Magazine, Glamour Magazine, Vanity Fair. Like, you know, like all these early, early magazines in their early days. Yeah. And then she also like on the side, like illustrated this beautiful cookbook and like wrote down all these recipes and then they published it after her death. But yeah, just like these incredible people. I really look up to women who are in the magazine world during that time because it was such a like stressful and hard time to be <laughs> yeah, in design, especially in that industry and just the things that they were able to do and the stuff that they accomplished. And it really is like their work is incredible. I definitely well, admire it very much. I so. feel like that's how I feel about women in country music, especially like Patsy Cline is mm. a big one for me. I've done an episode on her, but like, yes. I just, I love Patsy Cline so much. <laughs> and like, you know, she was, in the 60s such a hard time to be a woman country singer and like i don't know she was like known for being you know like the harsh kind of like you know hard woman and i'm i don't know she's just it's just so cool mm-hmm. people who came before us and just did it you know agreed it's just cool to see it like succeeding in something that they weren't supposed to succeed in according to yeah. society it's just mm-hmm. there's something so admirable about that totally another person that i'm just loving right now which is again a woman country singer I didn't even do it on purpose I was just like thinking of everyone that I was thinking of that I like was you know would be inspired by and I was like oh my gosh these are all women in country but Casey Musgraves I haven't really talked about how much I love Casey Musgraves but I think she's like my second all-time streamed artist of all time Mm -hmm. right behind Miss Taylor Swift of course which I'm not mentioning a lot about Taylor Swift because I feel like we've done enough to show our <laughs> devotion to Taylor Swift <laughs> as podcast hosts. We have a two-part episode if you yep. missed it. So. Yeah. And it's continuously a topic. Anyways, mm-hmm. but yeah, she's another one that I just, everything she does, her whole vibe is so good. When she won album of the year for Golden Hour, I definitely cried because oh, I was like, yeah. you're so cool. And I'm so just inspired by you. I so. love her music. I am majorly obsessed with Maisie Peters right now. Oh, yeah. Maisie Peters is good. Like, very much so very obsessed. I just think she's killing it. She's killing it. all Every single <laughs> yeah. song. Like, the song Blonde are oh, so, so good. good. And, yeah. yeah, just, like, literally, have you listened to Good Enough? Mm-hmm. <laughs> heartbreaking (laughs) heartbreaking yeah i just love her lyrics and her melodies i feel like she has like some fun kind of like punk aspect to her that we haven't seen since like the 90s i enjoyed it live together in concert yes we did that was a good show that was a crazy show way too small of a venue (laughs) yeah oh yeah the power went out 
it literally the venue should have been two times as big like i don't why know what they, they were thinking i don't know I who don't know. books concert venues for utah but stop booking kilby stop it yeah if you are touring big artists with millions and millions of monthly listeners you do not belong at kilby court no like, go anywhere that is for else small local bands yes do not go to kilby <laughs> it is too small and it's irritating every time i go to a concert there because it's like just tiny it's too small it's so like small. if you're there for a small band that you love it's awesome because it's Agreed. so intimate but other than that it's, it's not yeah good. if they've got more than like ten thousand followers probably even less than that but like yeah if you're Instagram, selling out kilby no. court just go to a different venue Agreed. sorry no i completely no shade agree. to kilby court no it's a cute fun it's a venue. great venue it's yeah. just not for Maisie Peters, who's now touring with Ed Sheeran. I mean, like, yeah, come exactly. on. <laughs> like, uh, you could have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, and anyone from your personal life that you think oh, deserves gosh. a shout out? I mean, well, that's like so a many. hard question. Yeah. I know. I'm like, and I feel like I'd get really emotional. Yes, um, same. So I'm like, uh. <laughs> I will just say, like, I always have to shout out my mom. I feel like she just completely... She fueled the fire for, like, my art history obsession and, like, my love of design and art. I've mentioned it before. My mom's a landscape designer. And uh, she was always, like, drawing house plans and stuff growing up and, like, just really, really helping me cultivate that part of my life Mm -hmm. and she was actually the first person too who suggested I should look into graphic design because I was like well I want to do art but like not traditional art like I kind of want to do something different and she was like I think you should be a graphic designer and And she was dead on (laughs) yeah and she also just like she listens to every episode and she loves talking about it with me and I just like I feel like she is just one of the main reasons that I am who I am you know like the way that I love art and art history and just like everything that I've become I definitely Mm -hmm. owe it to her so yeah I love that yeah I mean obviously like my mom too I'm like Mm -hmm. how lame we're talking about (laughs) our mom (laughs) just kidding obviously but like yeah, it's it's so similar. Where it's like actually like it's funny because my mom and honestly no one in my family is musical in the slightest. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of my thing that I just really gravitated towards as a kid. But I feel like you know like even despite that they had like no knowledge and about it, just from a very early age, I think she was able to like pick up on. Oh, this is something that she like really really loves and like you know, draws me to singing lessons and piano lessons. And now it's fun too because my mom is starting to paint and like start to be an artist in her own right. Well, it's funny because I've growing up, I always was like, mom, you would be great at this. Like, Mm -hmm. why don't you just do it? But she'd be like, oh no, I just like doing crafts, which we talked about in an episode once. Yeah, is art. And it's sometimes deemed lesser than because it's the typical like woman thing mm-hmm. but oh yeah weaving women that was another art episode i really loved that one was so fun we too. talked about that a little bit i think in that episode anyways but yeah it's like just it's so fun to like kind of see her come into her own as an artist and now like it's fun to relate to her in the sense that she's like i don't think i'm a real artist i feel like an imposter and i'm just like no mom that's how <laughs> that's how all of us women feel like don't don't let them get to you like don't believe that so mm-hmm. oh i love but, yeah. that I could talk about every single woman I love, but I know, you know, should I list off every woman in my what life. What I will say <laughs> is I feel like growing up, I was a bit of a pick me girl. 
And (laughs) I, especially like in junior high and high school, I prided myself on the fact that like a lot of my friends were guys, you know, Mm -hmm. and even into college, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have groomsmen at my wedding, not bridesmaids. And I thought that was so quirky and so cool. Ugh, I gag. I hate that that aspect of my past. (laughs) But as I've like grown older and much, much wiser, the relationships in my life that have sustained and have actually like played the biggest role on like who I am is absolutely the women in my Mm -hmm. life and the women I was friends with at all different stages. Like I've been really good friends with my friend Kiana my whole life and then like our friendship in high school was mm-hmm. like so sustaining to be honest of like I you know, know yeah just those years and then like you know my good friend Molly that I met in college and like my cousin Mallory who's like so supportive like it's just like yeah now I like legitly I'm getting emotional I know. I'm, like <laughs> all these like women it's always been other women in my life and like those are the relationships that are like how amazing they've the ones who like made the biggest impact on me I sound like a stupid boy. I feel like I really undervalued and underestimated female friendship. Like 100%. Absolutely. And it's kind of, have you seen Anne of Green Gables? A long time ago, but it's been a long time. So cute. I should watch it again. Yeah, we should do a We should talk about. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember watching it when I was little and she has Anne meets, crap, why did I forget her name? It's like Diane, I think, or something. Hold on, let me. Oh, Diana Barry, of course. Mm, mm-hmm. Anne Shirley and Diana Barry. And they meet each other. And then she, Anne's just like, oh, you're going to be my bosom friend, you know, like my true kindred spirit. And I remember being so jealous of that because I didn't really feel like I had that for like the longest time. I didn't feel like I had like female friendships that felt like that. Yeah. And then I just got like surprised with all of them, like all at the same time. And like, especially going through a divorce at like 24 oh, and yeah. then realizing how much I like really, really leaned on. Like, like definitely you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, I have another friend named Sadie. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. I love but, it. Yeah. And then my cousins, of course, Michaela and Brooke. And then my friend Lexi. And just like so many more. Like I cannot name everyone. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'm like, I don't even want to start naming people because I'm like, there's so many women that I love. I mm-hmm. Yes. But it was just like those moments of realizing that nothing will ever be like more valuable to me than those relationships that I've made with women. And I like have seen people talk about how like their girlfriend's best friend will pull them aside and be like, guess what, buddy? Like no matter what, I'm in the wedding. We just get to decide whether or not you will be. And it's like, that's so true. You know, like your best friend's going to be with you for everything. Like Mm -hmm. even if everything literally goes to crap, like (laughs) I'm standing here as a testament that like if everything else in your life disappears, (laughs) like like, your best friends are always going to be there. Yeah. And I... Going back to maybe some people don't have that luxury with the women friendships in their life. And I, I'm so sorry, but like, cause you know, <laughs> I feel just very blessed. And I feel like the women who I have met in my life, they're consistent. Mm. And I feel like that's the majority. I don't know. Maybe I just like, haven't been burned by other women. But I, I just, feel like if you have like, been, you just haven't met the right friends yet. Yes, you know? exactly. Like that doesn't mean they're not there. Like, yeah, yeah, they're there. They're just coming. They'll just be a little bit later. Because it's like I fully, fully believe with my whole heart that there's like, I don't believe in soulmates, but I believe that there's like people, you know, that are a yeah. part of your life that when you find them, you match, you know, you and match. it's just yep. like, it it's easy. Like our friendship Absolutely. has never been hard for me. 
No. And what's even <laughs> funny is like we went like I think like a year of like not really like or maybe even more of like not like seeing each other as much. But mm-hmm. then like as soon as we started talking to each other more often, it was just like, oh, right, right back to business. Exactly. You know what I mean? That like I wasn't yeah. even aware of the time that went by almost, which I feel like is how I don't know. It's just nice. Exactly. Like, I just think that that's what true friendship is like. You know, mm-hmm. it's not vindictive. It's not competitive. It's none of those things. No. Like, it's just easy and lovely yeah. and encouraging. Lovely. So I guess if I could wish anything for every single woman in the world, it is a really great friend <laughs> yes. who is a woman. Because you're right. Like, Agreed. just the older I've gotten, the more I'm just like, what is like, literally what is better than mm-hmm. the women friendships in my life? And mm, I mean, I have a husband that I love, but like, I'm just kidding. Sorry, Jordan, if you're listening. But you know, like, no, I just like just, they always, they're always yeah. the ones who are there. Mm-hmm. There's just something so strong about like not even romantic love, just like pure friendship. Friendship, you know? Yep. That kind of and just love. like it's very strong. Knowing like someone's like maybe faults and just being like, no, I don't care. I like that person the best. Like, mm-hmm. and it, yep. I'll look past it all because they're my friend and I love them. Agreed. Ah, oh, cute. Oh, now I feel all like warm in my heart. <laughs> I know, I'm like all warm and fuzzy. We don't really get like sentimental on this podcast. No, we don't. Right? <laughs> we get more bitter and angry more than we sentimental. I know. Now I feel all warm and fluffy. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, anyone listening, here's the challenge: just go, go text your friends your women friends and say hey I love you and then send them this episode and (laughs) then tell them all about how much you love this podcast Mm -hmm. and then everyone's just spreading the love yeah I will say that's something that I really really love about this is that like you can find people that inspire you in your real life that are around you you can find like celebrities and authors and scientists and everything else that mm-hmm. inspire you and there's always people from the past to look back yeah. on that inspire you as well and it's fun to be surrounded isn't it by like past present future like all of it just encompassing knowing that like you're not alone <laughs> no nope. i love it yeah absolutely well cool. happy 100 episodes yes starting. here's to 100, 100 more I know. Isn't that crazy? I know. I'm like, we're never going to run out of things to talk about. So no, we've proven we're here for that. the long haul, everybody. <laughs> You're stuck with us. Absolutely. Um, and on that note, we would love <laughs> if you go and rate and review. Um, yes. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Go and follow us on Instagram. Just show your support. Let us know you're there. Tell us your favorite episodes as well. We love to know that people are listening. We can see it, but we'd love to hear from you. Well, we'll be back next week as we always are. Regularly scheduled as always. Right on schedule. Yeah. Anyways. Cool. Well, we'll be back. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. podcast listener do you love talking about movies music tv comics and games then you should be listening to the great pop culture debate back in bigger than ever for season nine this season the panelists discuss the best james bond film the best elton john single the best nickelodeon original series the best batman villain and so much more find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com more than 100 topics are already available subscribe today